This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is People Every Day. Coming up, how Khloe Kardashian is handling the news surrounding her on-again, off-again love, Tristan Thompson, who's back in the hot seat as a woman claims she is pregnant with his third child. Plus, Prince William reflects on his childhood and his darkest moments. And hosts of the pop culture podcast, Like a Virgin, stop by to riff on Lil Nas X and more. It's December 6th. Hi there, folks. Happy Monday. This is People Every Day, and I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein. My weekend was great. I hope yours was too. But that's enough small talk because we just need to jump right into the deep end today, y'all. We've got some news coming out of the Kardashian world that is, well... I'm not even going to characterize it. NBA player and on-again, off-again boyfriend of Khloe Kardashian, Tristan Thompson, is being sued for child-related expenses. The lawsuit comes from a woman claiming to be pregnant with his third child. The baby is due in December. Now, if you do the easy math, he and Khloe were still dating and happily co-parenting their daughter, True, nine months ago. Obviously, to break this one down, I needed to call in the big guns, our very own Charlotte Triggs, managing editor of People.com. Hi, Charlotte. Hey, Janine. How you doing? Good. Well, um, <laughs> there are several shocking things here. Um, one, Tristan is facing a paternity lawsuit. Um, but two, we now have way more information about what might have happened back in March, right? So fill us in here. Like, take us through Mara Lee Nichols's allegations. That's that's the woman claiming to be pregnant with Tristan's son. Yeah, so she, in court documents, um, she revealed that she's expecting a baby that was due December 3rd. Um, she doesn't appear to have delivered yet, but that baby's due any day now. And that she and Thompson basically had a one-night stand in March while he was in town um, in Houston. And she's also, her lawyer has um, entered a text message into the evidence that they wish to share in which Tristan asked her, or it appears as though Tristan is um, implying that she should abort the fetus because he's declaring basically he wants, he he hasn't changed his mind that he wants nothing to do with it. He's not going to be present as a father. And that at the end of this season, he intends to retire. So she's only going to be able to collect as much child support as an unemployed person is Mm. mandated to pay. I, I remember back in June during part two of the Keeping Up with the Kardashians reunion special, Chloe opened up about Tristan's past cheating scandal. Um, she said, quote, I know the growth and all the work that he's done. I know all of the help that he's gotten and the constant efforts that he makes every single day and how hard he fought to get back with me currently. I mean, you can ask everyone. It really wasn't an easy thing for him. I don't understand why someone would go through all that if they weren't serious. So, 
This was interesting because also in June, there were rumors that they'd split again. Um, their relationship timeline is just all over the place, as everyone knows. Um, can, can you take us through just the, the, the major points of their ups and downs, um, just to remind everyone? So yeah, so obviously everybody remembers that, you know, they appeared to be, you know, such a happy couple. Chloe was finally getting her happy ending. And then literally days before she was about to give birth to her daughter, True, which is, you know, three plus years ago, uh, there was a big cheating scandal where it turned out that Tristan had cheated with Kylie's best friend, Jordan Woods, mm-hmm. at a party at his yep. home. And uh, you remember that Red Table talk where Jordan went on later and confessed to, you know, she she didn't confess to sleeping with him, but she did confess to kissing him and being inappropriate by being at his home yeah. in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. But it was devastating. And it really, you know, I think Chloe even reflected that it kind of um, took what was supposed to be this joyful moment of the impending birth of her daughter and kind of like threw her whole life, you know, into limbo and, and really cast a shadow over that whole thing. So, you know, she has really been very um, accommodating with Tristan and <laughs> yes, allowed him – I'm really searching for the word. And she's allowed him to be a presence in their daughter's life um, and around. And then they ended up sort of rekindling their romance by virtue of just like her – giving him access to their lives, basically. Mm-hmm. And Chloe, according to sources, Chloe's whole hope this whole time has been that he'll be a presence in their daughter's life. And that has yeah. often led to her, you know, her friends have kind of really encouraged her to just get rid of him already because, you know, it's it was very clear that he's not going to remain faithful. And there have been other little blips along the line. Yeah, it's hard, and that's it's really what I was going to say, in between – in between the Jordan Woods um, stuff, there has been just rumors that came up that either he denied or they said nothing about. Or uh, so I mean, as shocking as the the level of detail of this news, the fact that it's happening isn't necessarily. It's really something. sad that it's not shocking. It's like what's more, what's most yeah. shocking is almost that she would still have even been indulging any of it. Yep. And of course, you remember she was. They were exploring a surrogate because yes. they wanted to have another baby. And then in June, June the timing is really suspect. June 21st, mm-hmm. she revealed on the reunion that their surrogate had, quote, fallen through. Now, uh, July 2nd, he served with this lawsuit. So, and it's mm. quite likely, based on the text messages we're seeing, it's quite likely that before July 2nd, he knew that there was a baby coming. So so how is she doing in light of all this? I mean, she's really upset. Um, you know, they she's upset because they were together at the time, and she, you know, really can't believe that he's going to have another child. And it's to her, it's just a sad situation. But she really felt like she stayed by his side this whole time because she believed that he would change um, and that he's just embarrassed her so many times. And she put up with yeah. it for the sake of true. And, of course, that's something that I think – once you're in that situation, you're kind of stuck dealing with that, right? Like, what can you do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but yeah, she's very much embarrassed and and annoyed that this is happening and sad. It's a, it's it's done. Yes. <laughs> like this this has to be. This has got to be at least the, the third strike, right? Come on, nail in the coffin. Whatever we're gonna call it, that it's it's what it is. <laughs> exactly. All right, leaving Tristan in the dust. I am mixing it up today. Uh, My next guests are the hosts of the new iHeartRadio podcast, Like a Virgin. Yes, cue the Madonna song. Rose Damu and Fran Tirado are friends and fellow pop culture enthusiasts who, like me, devote time each week to breaking down pop culture for all of you. Hi, Rose. Hi, Fran. 
Hi. Hello. Happy thank to be you. here. Yes. Thank you so much for having us. No problem. So good to have you on. Well, I want to start off with an awards recap. But uh, before I do, I, let's pull the room because your show introduces people to bits of pop culture that they might not know, right? Or or have, haven't heard about. Be honest. Do you know what Variety's Hitmakers Brunch is? I, I have heard of it. I think I'm like, um, it's one of those awards things that I know happens when I'm reminded that it's a thing, but like don't really <laughs> know more than that. <laughs> yeah, it it seems like, um, you know, an event that has the sole purpose of um, creating memes and viral clips on Twitter. Yes. So, yes, it's like fetch. We're going to make it a thing, right? Well, this is the fifth year uh, the awards have happened, including, you know, pandemic years. It's for musicians and industry people. Um, awards go to both. And just a little recap, this year, Billie Eilish took home film song of the year for her No Time to Die Bond song. Which which now came out almost two right? years ago. Like, what is time? And also is definitely not the best song she's released in the last two years. So, <laughs> Or it is not the best Bond song. No, it's not. <laughs> no, Adele, I would, I would Adele holds that crown. Skyfall, Adele, a Goldfinger, well, too, also, Goldfinger. Um, mm. Nancy Sinatra um, had Ooh, a really good one as well. Taking it back. Yeah, I was going to say, my grandpa would tell me Goldfinger is by far the best Bond song. Olivia Rodrigo, though, back to the present and someone who doesn't know what Goldfinger is, um, took Songwriter <laughs> of the Year. But when we checked in on our site this morning, one name that was trending above everyone else's, my favorite industry baby and internet troll, Lil Nas X. King. Of course. Right? Took home the Innovator of the Year Award. And when he accepted the award, he talked about how he had a lot of fun pissing people off this year <laughs> before becoming more <laughs> I'm serious. Sure he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just want to know, like, what was one of your favorite Lil Nas X troll moments? Because there were so many this year. I know. Well, it has to be the the most recent one, which was the Maury episode, uh. which Fran and I watched together recently. <laughs> like, so good. I have a big heart, and I want somebody who loves me. How can he love me and Ashley at the same time? It's just, it's, you know, what, what I love about Lil Nas X is, like, he's a troll who commits to the bit. And so as someone who, like, loves you know, Maury and like, you are not the father um, moments um, <laughs> to see him like fully produce an episode of that show. I, it was so funny and so fun to watch. And he like got all of the moments in it that you expect from one of those Maury episodes. Yeah. 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 It, there, there's so many different levels to this guy that I, I mean, I'm obsessed. I, I always say like, he just gets it. And he, you know, he talked about that on stage. He said, this year took a lot of mental strength for me just to even continue to keep pushing after my debut reached such a high place. And it's very scary to try to follow up and keep it going. Like he took that kind of like one hit wonder chip that people were saying and just ran with it. He said, but I came out, I was myself and I did what I needed to do, which Yes, which I absolutely. love. I love, and I would love to see him start getting recognized more. Like, I love that he's a troll, and I like you know this idea of like him being an innovator. I do hope that he does like start getting recognized, and I know he got a few Grammy nominations, like for the actual work that he's producing, and not just yeah. that he's like the first, and that he is a really great troll. Like mm-hmm. he makes really good music. His album was so his album was so good, and 
I like I love the the troll part of him and like yes it's so important to talk about how he is like breaking ground in a lot of ways but I would mm-hmm. also love love to get to the point where we can like he's just let, a good musician yeah where we can like yeah. really let him like stretch stretch his his wings as mm-hmm. an artist mm-hmm. the wings he had and he had wings and the uh, call me by your name video, right? He was yes, an angel. Yes, 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 yes. I think so. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, before I lose you, I want to hear just a little more about your show. A big part of the premise is, like I said, introducing listeners and and each other to big pop culture moments or staples that may have gone under the radar. So, what inspired this concept? It's it's different. Yeah, you know, the show kind of came out of this dynamic between Rose and I, where you know we'd be hanging out and maybe thinking about watching something, and Rose would be like, "Oh yeah, like." talking about, I don't know, Beetlejuice or something. And I'd be like, oh, I've, I've actually never seen Beetlejuice. And she'd be like, what? And that mm-hmm. was constantly happening. Um, I grew up in like a really sheltered Christian family. And so I missed out on this like big gap of culture. Um, and so there like it, a lot of like what we do together a lot of times is catch up. And so Rose, Rose will show me things and I'll show her things. And that is kind of how the show was born. And then we also do kind of like of the week news takes as well. So we'll talk about like what we're watching that week and then we'll do a deep dive on one thing that um, is from, you know, the culture of yesteryear, as it were. Yeah, it's it's really looking back at yesterday's pop culture and giving it today's takes. So kind of like re-examining it, seeing if it holds up. And it truly is born out of that feeling that you have where when you're so obsessed with something in pop culture, whether it's like an album or a book or like a cultural phenomenon, on like you know we did an episode recently on mall goth culture and hot topic um it's like when you're that obsessed with something and you find out someone in your life has never heard of it you're like um we're going to the mall right now we're like we're gonna go listen to this album right now yeah you have to read this book i'm buying it for you because you want the people in your life to love to it to love or like at least understand the things that you love because you hope Mm -hmm. that it gives them a better understanding of who you are and how you formed the way that you view the world. Well, guys, as a deeply nostalgic person, I am very excited and will be listening for the uh, JTT Jonathan Taylor Thomas episode. Oh, my God. Put that oh, that's out there. a good one. Let's add that to the list, friend. <laughs> Honestly, yes, just a whole ecosystem of like teen heartthrobs that existed in that era. Good God, Absolutely. please. Absolutely. Uh, Devin Sawa. Yeah. Let Tiger me beat All culture. Right. <laughs> Tiger <laughs> beat culture. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. It was so wonderful having you on. Of course. <laughs> thank you for having us. Next up, People Royals expert Aaron Hill takes me into the latest revelations to come straight from His Highness, Prince William. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam.
Hey everyone, I am back now. And well, a new week, a new Royals headline to dig into, but this time it's not about Prince Harry or, you know, his wife. (laughs) We are hearing from Prince William, his big brother, the Duke himself, and he is speaking out in the name of health and fitness. He teamed up with Apple Fitness Plus for their Time to Walk series, which features personal stories from influential people to inspire users to walk more. Well, I, for one, am here for it. That's why I've asked People's Aaron Hill to join the conversation. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Janine. Aaron, let's go straight to his childhood, right? I love envisioning little William. And I want to start off with this heartwarming story about the days he spent with his mother, the late Princess Diana, who would drop him and his brother off to boarding school. So can you tell us what he shared about that? Yeah, this is my favorite memory that he shared, really special uh, moment and gives us some insight into Diana as a mom. So Harry and William would be in the back seat on the way to boarding school, his mom driving them, um, a lot of back to school anxieties, which, you know, uh, of course, uh, you know, we can all relate to. And so his mom would kind of turn up the tunes in the car and they'd all kind of listen and it would just kind of relax them. And he says that one that she used to play a lot was Tina Turner's classic, The Best, and that they'd all just be singing away, his mom driving along, singing at the top of her voice, and even the security man in the car occasionally singing along as well. Just paints this really (laughs) lively, happy scene and just sort of mirrors like everything we've heard of her as a mother very hands-on, so much fun, really just an amazing mom. And it's so beautiful that, you know, they have that memory um, to hold on to. I love hearing stories about Princess Di. And in in some ways, it kind of sounds like it parallels William's parenting experience Mm because he talked about, you know, creating special music moments with his own children. And I I laughed when I hear this one, <laughs> because it, it definitely highlights kids being kids, even if they are royalty. So, so Aaron, walk us through what he said. Yeah, this is a kind of rare moment too. We're getting insight into their, their morning routine. And it sounds like they have a full on kitchen dance party every morning, which is really, really fun. And that George and Charlotte actually have this big fight, he says, over what song is going to be played in the morning. And they have to prioritize, you know, okay, this day is your turn. Next day is your turn. And so George will go and then Charlotte will get hers. And there's just this clamor for the music. And he gave us like a little bit of sneak peek of what, what music they play. So Charlotte's loving Shakira's Waka Waka song right now is just so full of energy and amazing and saying she's dancing around the kitchen, putting on her ballet clothes. We know she takes private ballet lessons. I love Waka Waka. That's from like the World Cup. <laughs> it is 2010, yes. I think. Right, oh my goodness. Right. I love that. Really song. Fun I'm going to add that to my morning playlist. Thank you, <laughs> little Charlotte. Yes. Um, well, the last memory I want to get into is a bit more intense, um, just having to do with his mental health struggles. And this story is from when he was older, working as an air ambulance helicopter pilot. So Aaron, what did he say about that? Yeah, so people may not know that um, William had this job for a couple years where he worked as an air ambulance uh, helicopter pilot. Of course, he was a helicopter pilot, you know, in the Air Force as well. So he took those skills and worked with the East Anglian Air Ambulance. And he went on a lot of difficult calls during his two years there um, and witnessed a lot of uh, harrowing moments. And he shares one in particular that really stuck with him. They went on a call, a little boy that was struck by a car. And it sounds like it was very dire um, getting there and seeing the parents 
um, just really distraught and in agony over their their little boy. And thankfully, William's team was able to stabilize him. But what happens with this job is he just sort of you know, is able to transport the patients to the hospital, but then you kind of, you leave that scenario. You don't know what happens and it sticks with you. And he talks about how this is one of the first times where this job has stuck with him when he went home. And he remembers feeling like something had changed within him. There's real tension Mm. and that everything was fine um, with his life at home personally, but he just started feeling these immense feelings of sadness and realized that he was really struggling with what he witnessed. And it sounds like he had PTSD from this. And luckily he talks about his uh, company had mental health experts on hand to kind of help him work through it. And that's definitely what's inspired him in some of his royal work, both Kate and him, and also Harry and Meghan, very important for them to talk about breaking the stigma of mental health and supporting you know, mental well-being, and this definitely inspired it. That was People's Senior News Editor Aaron Hill on Prince William's candid interview on Apple Fitness Plus's Time to Walk series. For more on this story, head over to People.com. And now, something to make you smile. There's a piano-playing lawyer. Yes, I said that. A piano-playing lawyer down in Texas who is rocking out to your favorite songs one key at a time. By day, Bruce Kay is an attorney in Dallas, Texas. And by night, he's a piano-playing wizard. His talent includes mastering any song that he hears in only 30 seconds. So his daughter, Liza Kay, challenged him the objective, execute pop star Doja Cat's hit single, Need to Know. After she pressed play, he memorized every note and key. This was the result. Nailed it, right? (laughs) Liza posted the video on TikTok, and it's been viewed 5.9 million times. So to use meme speak, he understood the assignment. (laughs) We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.